Greetings, everybody. Test, test, test. <coughs> Good afternoon. Good to see everybody here. Amen. Back in the house of the Lord again. Praise God. We'll go ahead and we'll get started. Uh, amen. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord, that's given to us, Lord, to come into your presence in this place, O oh Lord. You see every heart, Lord. You see every person in this place. God, I call on you to minister to each and every one of us. Lord, you know our needs. You know our thoughts. You know the burdens we carry. Amen, Lord, and I pray that you would have your way. Let your spirit have liberty in this place. I pray, Lord, that our hearts, God, would be turned to you, Lord. That our ears will be open, that we may hear. Our eyes, that we may see, Lord. Our hearts, Lord, that we can be converted unto you. We stand upon your word, Lord, and we thank you for this great salvation. We thank you for healing. We thank you for deliverance. God, we thank you for the ministry of your word. So I pray that you would bind us together, Lord, in this place. Help us, Lord, that we can be drawn unto you. God, that we can have a hunger and a thirst for righteousness and for truth. Minister unto us, O God. Manifest your glory, Lord. Amen, God. Let your presence be known in this place. And I pray, Lord, that you would break the arm of the enemy. God, that you would give your people victory. In the name of Jesus Christ, let darkness, Lord, be driven back. Let your light shine, O oh Lord. Amen, God. And let it shine in us, Father. In this place, O oh Lord, bind us together that we can have, amen, unity, Lord, that we can be of one mind. One spirit, Lord, and one accord together in this place. Amen. As one body, Lord. Bless your word. Bless our worship. Bless our testimony in this place, Lord. We give you all the praise and the glory and honor. For our just spirit upon us, O Lord. You work within us, O God. Amen, Lord. This we pray, Father. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, let it be done, and let everybody say, Amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Is this really loud? Okay, I must just be loud. It's good to be in the house of God. 
Turn the master down a little. The main, the main volume. It's good to be here. Amen. I'm so excited to be in the house of God. So excited. Um, good. Always good to meet new brothers and sisters in the Lord. It's good to see Brother Kevin. My niece, Shinona, who is now a sister in the Lord. The answer to prayer. We're just going to worship the Lord today.
about you, but I'm looking forward to this day. Yeah. Oh, some class
Worship you. Yes, we do, Jesus. We worship you. 
exit and, and walk away from it. We just want God to continue to minister to us and I know He's already begun that. And uh, what we feel in here is pretty special. The power of God. And, uh, we're blessed people to be in the place we are right now. That we can we can receive we can receive from him whatever it is that he wants to impart. That's the beautiful thing. Um, whether whether it may be praying back through or somebody being filled with the Holy Ghost for the first time. Somebody, amen, experiencing victory, being delivered, and being healed. Amen. Whatever miracle, whatever miracle that He wants to create in this place, I mean, we should all be, amen, just letting Him move how He wants to move and praise God. Let's just get out of His way. That's right. Amen. Amen. Because I know that, you know, the Bible says that all things are possible with God. And it would be something for us to not understand really what he came to do and saving us from sin and and giving us a a, a better life, a new life, and yes. making our world better. Yes. Praise God. That's what he came to do and, and to bless each and every one of us. So it's just like Amen. I don't want to quench that spirit. Amen. I don't want to quench that spirit. Because obviously, you know, he's he's begun to work right now, and, and we just need to allow him just to finish it, you know, just to minister to us. And praise God that we can, amen, we can definitely leave here with our cups running over. Hallelujah. That's the beautiful thing about it. Amen. So I just... I just want to let him have his way. So whatever God intends to do, let's let's let him do what he wants to do. Yes. Praise yes. the Lord. And, and we're going to be definitely blessed. And praise the Lord, we'll leave here. I want to leave here on cloud nine. What about That's you? Right. I, maybe I want to go a little further. Maybe I want to leave on cloud 10. I don't yes, know. Yes, that's better. Yeah. Or maybe we should go even higher than that. Yeah. We all need a good saturation of the Holy Ghost, don't we? Yes. A good saturation of yes. the Holy Ghost. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of amazing how... The Lord uses certain things to give us understanding. And, amen. A lot of times we don't really 
I guess, comprehend how God does things. And, and when I think about when I think about myself, and I think about all of us, and amen. what God's doing for us, I mean, Amen. It's beautiful. Amen. Our potential, amen. and and how He wants to obviously fill us with the Holy Ghost, yeah. saturate our spirit. You know, yeah. just because we experience it once doesn't mean that's all. That's right. I mean, we that's right. we the Bible calls it the earnest of our. Amen. Our salvation, the earnest, a down payment, a down payment. So in other words, if we want to, we can enjoy another installment. <laughs> How many of you want to enjoy another installment? Keep it coming. That's what, that's what we should be saying. Keep it coming. Let the Lord just praise God. And, and I guarantee you there's enough Holy Ghost that each and every one of us in here can yes. get our fill and still Amen. there'll be a lot left over. Amen. So whatever God wants to do, I'm just, uh, amen. amen. I thank God for, for what I have and what he's given me. Amen. Because a lot of times we never really, amen, really understand what he's given us. And if we could make that a priority in our lives and we can focus on what he's given us by filling us with his spirit being filled with the holy ghost yes. amen that experience is so phenomenal and so great that even the writer of hebrews called it the great salvation great salvation and how, how can you uh, amen explain salvation amen and throw that word great in it because that's what it is it's a great experience that's right Hallelujah, that we could all, amen, we could all receive and we could all have. And hallelujah, it'd be nice that we could all leave this place drunker than $700. That's right. <laughs> Praise God. I know some people that got drunk on a dollar fifty. Amen. You know what I'm talking about. So if you can get drunk on a dollar fifty, that's saying something. That tells me you were thirsty. Woo! Wake up, church. Wake up, church. Because that's what his intentions are. Yes. To fill us and to refill us. Yes. That should be the norm of every experience we have when we come into the house of God. Because when you leave this place, you deplete what you have been filled with. And amen. Remember, we have, amen, out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. So there is a unexhaustible source of Holy Ghost that you and I can experience. That's right. It's not said and done. It's not all finished. It's Amen. There's more for us to experience, but that's the thing that we have to focus on, and that's the thing that we've got to realize. That's how much God wants to bless us.
get a taste of something good, you always want to go to you always want to go back to yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Right. Praise God. Amen. You always want more. Yeah. Amen. So how many of you want more of God's spirit? Yeah. That, that, that should be our mindset when we come in here. I need more of God. John the Baptist understood that concept because he said, I must decrease and he must increase. That's what he said. Obviously, he knew it was like to feel the Holy Ghost. Witness what God can do. So he said, I've got to get out of the way. I must decrease so that he can increase. I need more of God. What about you? To be, to be saturated. I was having problems years ago. Amen. And uh, we, we like to, every once in a while, fire up the grill. And of course, back then I didn't have a gas grill. I have a gas grill now. I moved up. But I still have my charcoal grill. And I always had problems keeping, you know, getting, you know, starting the coals on fire and keeping them, amen, burning. And you ever notice that if you don't put enough starter fluid on your coals, they'll burn for a little while and then they'll go out. But you know that, you know, what they, the way they design those coals is that they're supposed to keep fire in them. They're supposed to keep a, 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 uh, you know, uh, a color of, of fire in them where they're either white coals or red coals, however they're designed. But they're supposed to emit that heat and that fire so they can last longer. So that, you know, the concept is so that you can be able to grill your food and, and amen. And I always have difficulty, amen. And, I, and you know what I would do? I would just take the starter fluid and I would just sprinkle it. Light it up and it would burn, you know, it's like that. You, it burns and everybody knows that when you started a, you know, your, your coals on fire. It would burn for a while. You see that big, big flame? You can feel the heat but pretty soon. Shoot! Yep. Yep. Then your coals don't last that long. So guess what I would do? I would have to get some more starter fluid, research, <laughs> soak those coals, and then start it up again. But, and that process went over and over one time. And here one time I realized something. I came to an understanding. You know why it's not lasting long? Because I wasn't saturating them. That's like each and every one of us. We come in here, we get a sprinkling. We like that sprinkling. We're excited. We're on fire for a little while. But what happens? It goes out. It's not hot anymore. It becomes warm. Then pretty soon it's cold. That's our experience. So you know what I did? I began to realize it. You know what? Here's the thing. There's I don't know how many people there are in here. We didn't we didn't take we didn't take we didn't count how many people there are. Usually we do, but I don't know how many people are in here. But you know what I used to do? I used to just take that starter food and I just go, and then I light it up. Same old result every time. <coughs> nice flame, then it burns down, and then it's done, and here I am, starting it up again. But but here's the thing. 
I finally realized what I was doing wrong, and you know what I did? This time I took my time, and you know what? You can call me, uh, you know, a person that's got that problem, just making sure everything's in place. OCD. So I, I, I arranged all those coals in place. When I began to put the starter fluid on them, I made sure I saturated. I'm not kidding you. I made sure I saturated every coal. As I was going up and down, from left to right, from right to left, I saturated every coal. And I was standing there and I said, I wonder if I got it good enough. I wonder if I saturated. So guess what I did? I made another pass. Soaked them really good. And I waited for one minute. <laughs> One minute, let it soak in. But you know what? If you get saturated enough, you won't have to wait for one minute. So, so I, I get that match, I strike it, throw it in, and boom! Boy, did it burn, and did it burn long. Was that flame ever so high? But guess what happened? Those coals burned all the way through and they stayed white hot. And we're supposed to be Pentecostal apostolics. Yes, that's right. Let me tell you something. I, I know of other church, and I'm not going to name names, but I know of other church that practices sprinkling. Guess what? It's not our church. No, Did you know this? The Bible talks about being baptized with the Holy Ghost. Yes. Same thing as being filled. Yes. Being filled with the Holy Ghost, but it also talks about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Yes. You know what that word means? Baptism of the Holy Ghost. It means to be immersed. Right yeah. To be immersed what in? Just like we're immersed in the water when we're baptized in Jesus' name, we are immersed in the Spirit. So we're baptized with the Holy Ghost. That's what this church believes. We should be immersed in the Spirit. And when we're immersed in the Spirit, we're going to see more of God and less of us. That's the problem. That's the problem. We don't understand what we have, what God has given us. We don't understand. Amen. Like Jeremiah said, I have fire shut up in my bones. I know what God has given me. That's what this experience is all about. There's nothing compared to it in this world. 
And that's what God has given us. That's what you and I have. And all we have to do is, if I want to say it in this way so you can understand, we have to plug into it. We have to be, amen, where all that is coming out. We have to be where the spout is pouring out all of, amen, that oil. Are you listening to me? Amen. We have to be in that place. If we really love God, guess what? We're going to be in that place. We're going to be at that spot where the glory comes out. We're going to drink until we are filled. So don't be used to a little sprinkling. Don't be satisfied. You know what you're doing? All you're doing is soothing your conscience. My, 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 my. Here's the thing. Living up to it. <laughs> Living up to it. As Paul said, this is the earnest. This is the earnest of our salvation. This is the earnest. It's a down payment. It's what God gives us. If I were you, I'd take advantage of what God is doing right now in this place. Because He's pouring out His Spirit upon us. God's Word is being fulfilled. I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. I like what my granddaughter said. Now she knows who she is. She's a child of God. Sometimes we forget who we are. Even the saints forget who they are. Even the saints forget about, praise God, the, the Holy Ghost that God has given them. And we always tend to lean back. As I was preaching this morning. Or shall I say teaching? Yes. And here we are. <coughs> Praise God. So sometimes we have to take ourselves back there. Amen. Sometimes we have to, amen, go back to that place. I remember the morning I received the Holy Ghost. That experience is still very fresh in my memory. And I remember the, amen, just how beautiful that experience was and what God did for me. I mean, I was seeking for the Holy Ghost for almost a month and I didn't realize I was trying too hard. I was trying to do my thing. Amen. Didn't realize that God wanted me to step out of the way. So, you know what? I had to give up and that's what I did. And when I said that out of my mouth, I said, I give up. Guess what happened? Here comes the Holy Ghost. God fills me and there I am and I start speaking in other tongues. But man, what an infilling. What an infilling. What about you? The Bible says go back to your first love. Go back to that experience when God introduced himself to you and filled you with the Holy Ghost. 
tell you what, we had church in the house the other morning. Holy Ghost was in there. Amen. I tell you what, God is so good. We can have church wherever we are if we really want to. But you know what made the difference for my granddaughter? She wanted it. She wanted it. She wanted that change. What about you? How many of you want that change? How many of you want God? So much that she cried out. I was kind of thinking the mailman was going to get, amen, filled with the Holy Ghost. It's about that time he came and he put the mail in the mailbox. And boy, you can, I mean, you can hear it inside there. It's just like, and I think that's probably why he put it in there really fast and took off really fast. But that's, how real God is. Yes. Amen. That's the truth. Amen. And I, I'll be honest with you, I'm feeling some things up here. Amen. I can feel some really good things. And then I can feel some not so good things. Yeah, praise God. So I know I have a I have a challenge. I have a task that I have to somehow by the grace of God Amen take care of him so that everybody in here can leave happy. Amen. Everybody up here can, can leave full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. I mean, he's all over in this place. He's all over in this place. It's just something how that when we allow ourselves to get to that place where maybe our faith is not what it should be we settle in our minds that we are okay and we get a little bit comfortable with really not too much exertion as far as the spiritual things are concerned we don't want to put ourselves there so we just kind of get comfortable and we're we're comfortable with laying back and not really you know getting too not getting too excited not getting too beside ourselves about worshiping God let me tell you something he's the greatest thing that has ever happened to any of us. Yeah. How could we not be excited? How could we not show him how much we love him? How could we not reach out to him and say, Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul? I mean, when you're in love, guess what? You do those things because guess what? You feel that love. You reciprocate that feeling. So you go after it. Because you need it. How many of you know you need Jesus? If you come in here thinking you don't need him, well, you came to the wrong place. 
I'm here not because I'm required to come and preach to you. I'm here because I need Jesus. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. I need him. So I come because without him, I can do nothing. Without him, I'm undone. Without him, I'm just an empty vessel. So I wake up and, you know, uh, the Lord's been speaking to me the past few days. He's been speaking to me and laying some things upon my heart. So I tried to be a, an attentive listener, hear, praise God, take note of what he's telling me. I don't want to miss anything. Amen. Praise God. I want to make sure I catch it all. Amen. So I'm, I'm, I'm in, in a place where I, I need to be sensitive to the spirit of God. So when I'm like that, I'm going to. You know, I just open myself up to him, and then he, he begins to, amen, speak to me. And, and then, so we have our conversation, and I understand what it is that he wants me to do or wants me to say, and I just do my best to follow his cue and his command. Praise God. To be led of the Spirit. Amen. That's something in itself, to be led of the Spirit. But all of us, I want you to understand this, all of us, not just the preacher, not just the ministry. All of you need to be led of the Spirit. Yes. You need to be led of the Spirit of God. Yes. Amen. Amen. Did you realize Paul said this? That if we don't have His Spirit, we are none of His. Yes. So if we don't have the Spirit of God, we don't belong to Him. Yes. No man, amen, that is, amen, can call Jesus Lord except it be by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Unless the Holy Ghost has you, yes. you can't refer to Him as Lord of your life. So how can you serve God without God? I want to turn your attention to the book of Numbers. Chapter 12. I definitely want I want change I want change in me yes. and if I feel that way I think I think I should be safe in saying this that everybody in here also wants change Amen. they want to change Amen. and I hope we all feel that way we need to change but look what it says here, and I want to do my best to minister this to you this afternoon. Numbers chapter 12, one scripture verse out of that passage of scripture, verse number 3. And look what it says. Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. Thank you for your word, Lord. Amen. 
Thank you for your presence in this place. God, we ask you that you would minister unto us. Quicken us, Lord, according to your word. Amen, Lord. Pour out your spirit upon us. Give us understanding. Help us, Lord, that we, O oh Father, can take what we have received. And, Lord, that we can walk in the light of it. Bless your people, Lord. Strengthen them, Lord. Renew them. God, fill them with your spirit, Lord, in this place. This we ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And let everybody say amen. amen. You may be seated. Kind of a... I guess a unique passage of scripture. Speaking about Moses. Of course, I believe everybody knows who Moses is. Amen. You're familiar with Moses. And in this situation, of course, it's really not, if I want to say it in that sense, really not a good situation because of what's taking place here and what is going on with Moses and Aaron and Miriam. But I'm not going to pay attention to what's going on here. I just want to pay attention to the statement that is made especially in this context of Scripture. When the Bible says this and it inserts this, inserts this in this conversation, in this dialogue of what's going on here. Obviously, the, the Lord wanted to make note of something about Moses. Maybe it's not relevant to you and I, but I believe it really is. Because here's Moses who's in a situation. It's not a good situation. How many of you have ever been in that place where you have experienced a lot of situations? You have gone through a lot of things, even in your daily life, in your daily routine. I, I, I guarantee you, we all feel this way. We want to be able to have some sort of control. Some sort of control of what we are going through. Praise God. But sometimes that's, that's not possible. Sometimes we just have to allow the Lord to lead us in whatever it is that you and I are going through. Whether it be something, amen, blessed, praise God, experiencing the goodness of God, or if it's going through afflictions, experiencing infirmities, whatever it may be, temptation. Oh man, there's a word that a lot of people don't like to hear. But guess what? We're always being tempted, aren't we? Yeah. Amen. And going through trials, we're always being tried. That just seems to be the thing that we go through. A lot of experiences that we have day to day. Some good. Some not so good. Praise God. And here we are, just like Moses. We're confronted. How many of you like confrontation? It's quiet in here. I don't think anybody likes confrontation. We go through certain things. It's just like, you know, you throw up your hands and say, oh, man, not again. But what can we do? Huh? How many of you know what to do? Huh? I'll tell you what you need to do. Put your trust in God. Praise God because He'll keep you. 
He'll sustain you. Amen. Because you can't do it on your own. You've got to realize you need to learn to lean upon him and allow him, amen, to take you through whatever it is. Yes. That's right. That you're being confronted with. So let me get back to what I'm saying, my, my message here. Now the man Moses was very meek. Man, look look at what, what the word of God is saying here. He was very meek. Very. Didn't just say meek. It said he was very meek. Above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. Man. Now that's saying something. Yes. And you know what? Sometimes we read that and we say, wow, that was nice for Moses. Praise God. Give Moses a hand clap. Because he was a very meek man. But we never realized that that scripture was written for you and I. Yes. That's right. It's, it's kind of like a hint to us. Yes. That if Moses can reach that level of meekness. Right. What about you and I? Right. Especially in the situation yes. he was in. And why did the Bible say at this particular time that Moses was very meek above all men? Why was it? Amen. In this time that he was going to face, amen, something that was coming from his own brother and his own sister. Amen. Sometimes we misunderstand the purpose of the Holy Ghost. Right. Some of us are just used to that. We like that. Feel good feeling. That little tingling. So once we get to that level of the Holy Ghost, guess what? We're satisfied. Woo! That, that feels good. I'm done. Huh? But whether you realize it or not, God wants you to go further. He wants you to go deeper. Amen. In the spirit of God. Are you listening to me? He wants you to get into the deep things of God. And amen, the deep things of God are never on the surface. They're always below. Well, let me give you a definition. When the Bible says he was very meek, that word meek means this. The first word that jumps out at you in the Hebrew text is this. The word humble. Yes. He was a humble man. Yes. Here's the second word. Humbled. In other words, he was a humble man, but he was also Humbled. He was humble. So here's the thing. Looking at this particular scripture verse, and I was thinking, wow, that's amazing. Amen. He was very meek. He was very humble. But yet he was, because he was very humbled, he was humbled. Amen. <laughs> I don't know if any of you are getting it yet. Yes. 
Sometimes things happen to us because God wants us to go through something. And you know what the Lord's trying to do? The Lord's trying to take out of us all the things that don't need to be there. Are you listening to me? Amen. Frustration, fear, anxiety. Are you listening to me? Worry. Are you listening to me? Anger. Are you listening to me? Because that's what gets us in a lot of trouble sometimes. Every time we face a hardship, guess what? The majority of every person that goes through something and faces adversity, you know what they do? They don't want to accept the challenge. They want, don't want to accept the fight. So you know what they do? They throw in the towel because they don't want to go through it. But let me, let me tell you something. You don't understand the power of God. He's given to you through the Holy Ghost. And God will help you through. I call that being humble. I call that being humble. Praise God. Let me tell you something. There's a higher power than yourself. Amen. Amen. But a lot of times the Lord has to get some things out of us. Amen. That's who you are. That's what makes us us. Whatever characteristics. They may be. Of course, I talked about that this morning, about the characteristics of, of, of uh, carnal nature, the human nature. We got a lot of this. There's a whole slew of them. I, I talked about 17 of them in the book of Galatians. There's more than that in the New Testament. But I talked about all those characteristics. And when we live in that, amen, area of our life, guess what? When we experience that from day to day, it has to be frustrating. Amen. Going through all that and experiencing all that. No wonder we get tired. And no wonder we get, praise God, we get crabby. We get angry. Praise God. We're, we're, we're not patient. Yeah. A lot of times, I want God to answer right now. I need my answer right now. Praise God. Right now. Well, right now with God is. It's different than your right now. Why? He's eternal. That's right. We're immortal. So our right now is different than God's. God's right now might be 10 years. Are you willing to wait that long for your answer? about this the Lord had to deal with Moses there have to be some changes take place with Moses because remember where he came from remember his upbringing basically he was adopted by the Egyptians huh? and not just any Egyptian right. royalty. Yes. Yes. So praise God, his upbringing was obviously in the palaces of Egypt. And so he was exposed to all that. Amen. Royalty. And amen. Egyptian knowledge. Egyptian greatness. Egyptian wealth. 
there were a lot of things that were instilled in his spirit and in his mind. Remember, he was just an adopted Egyptian. Praise God. But here he was, there he was being brought up in all that, amen, the, 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 the philosophies and the knowledge and the education of the Egyptians. Amen. The Bible says, amen, when they were speaking about him in Acts chapter 7, verse 122. And the Bible says, amen, when they were, Stephen was recounting about Moses and, amen, speaking about Moses. And he said, Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. And was mighty in words and in deeds. So here he was. He was basically, let me put it this way. Let me, let me put it this way. Listen to this. He was brainwashed to think like an Egyptian. Praise God. So basically, he was, amen, uh, DNA, he was a Hebrew, but amen, everything about him was Egyptian. Because he was taught, amen, the, the, the knowledge of the Egyptians. He was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. Praise God. But listen to this. The Bible says he was mighty in words and in deeds. Pay attention. I'm slowing it down just so you can get it. So here's another word. Mighty. Why did the Bible say mighty? We just got done talking about the word meek. Now, here's a word they're describing of Moses. Mighty. That was before he met God. That was before his experience. With God. Mighty. He was a powerful. Individual. And because of the power he had. He had ableness. What that means. Is this. Whatever he set his heart to do. He did. Doesn't that sound like you and I? Human nature. Whatever we set our heart to do, guess what? We'll follow through. We'll do it. We always make our plans, don't we? We always talk about doing this and doing that. But let me tell you something. You can make all the plans you want to. You can you can lay out your life. But if God is not in it, you're doing it for nothing. We need to understand God has got to be in every detail of our life. Oh, he was quite capable. Just like a lot of you folks in here are quite capable of doing whatever you want to do. Mighty. You know who they said that about in the Old Testament? And Nimrod became a mighty hunter before the Lord. Huh? You know what that basically means? He stepped out in front of God. Are you listening to me? How many of you are stepping out in front of God? God is telling you to hold back. But guess what? You want to try to get ahead of God? So you want to step out in front of God. Like a mighty hunter before the Lord. 
Moses. Now we know two things about him. Well, first of all, the Bible said he was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. And then the second scripture, amen, that we read was Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was a mighty in words and in deeds. Praise God. Every one of us, I believe, has a story. Every one of us in here has a testimony. We do. Whatever you were doing at that particular time, God intervened. I say that. I say that because if we want to be truthful, we want to be honest, we weren't really looking for him in the first place. We were about our own business, doing what we wanted to do. Does that sound like something? Amen. Doing what we were, amen, capable of doing. We weren't looking for God. But I'm thankful that the word says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. There was a day when, praise the Lord, he came into our lives and he intervened. He stepped in. How many of you ever had this experience where... There's a person in your life that uh, you know that you know that you just don't want them around, and huh? No. I hope they don't come by today. No. Uh, well, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You've got that one person that, praise God, you don't want to show up, and you know, all of a sudden, guess what happens? And here's the thing about it: they never call you, tell you they're coming over, yeah. and all of a sudden, here they come. Amen. I don't know how you would react to them coming down the sidewalk. You might close the door and lock it. I don't know. But you don't want them coming in. Praise God. Because guess what? You can't stand them. But here's God. Intervening. Did we ever expect God to come into, to step into our lives the way that he did? But let me tell you something. We needed him to step into our lives. He intervened. We look at it like, wow, I don't need that right now. <laughs> I don't need God's intervention right now. I can, I can do without it. Yeah, you can do without it, but you can't do better without it. That's right. Right. I'm going slow so you can get everything. Yeah. Right. If I go too fast, you might miss something. Right. So I have to slow things down so you can understand. But thank God for the day that the Lord came into Moses' life. Yeah. 
started out just like a normal morning. There he was tending his father-in-law's flock on the backside of Mount Sinai. Amen. Just a normal day of shepherding. Nothing too exciting going on. Amen. Life is just amen, happening just like it always does. That's kind of how it was with us, wasn't it? Amen. Uh, plus all the troubles that you and I, amen, were so overwhelmed with. Praise God. We never see that. You ever take a look at your life and see when God came into your life, it was because you was going through something at that particular time. You needed some intervention. But we hate that. We never see why God did that. When he did, it was because, guess what? You needed him. Moses is going about his business shepherding watching the flock and all of a sudden there he is just as the flock is just moving along the backside of Mount Sinai they're just grazing and they're just going very slow just just a, maybe a snail's pace they're just going just just at easing just and all of a sudden all of a sudden here's the Lord says well now's my time Now is my time to intervene. I need something to catch his attention. <laughs> we never see it like that, do we? Because we're always distracted. Let me tell you something. You will never, God will never get your attention unless he intervenes supernaturally. Yes. 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 Are you listening to me? Yes. If it was the ordinary events of the day, we wouldn't even. So the Lord says, "Well, you know, I know, I know how to get a Moses's attention." And so all of, all of a sudden, Moses comes along this burning bush. There it is, burning. How long does it take a burning bush to consume? Not very long. That's right. It's gone. All you see is ashes. But this was different. You know what? God has this way of getting our attention. That's right. To prove to us that He's real. Thank God that He did that. Praise God. Because He is real. So, so here we see, and the Bible says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. So there was this bush that was burning on the side of that mountain, but all of a sudden Moses, I wonder what he thought. Well, hey, there's a fire over there. It should be going out pretty soon. It should burn itself up. <laughs> So there he is watching the flock. All of a sudden he looks up again and says, wait a minute. That thing is still burning. Huh? What am I going to do? So what did he do? He walked up to it. I've got to check this thing out. There's something out of the ordinary that shouldn't be burning that long. Huh? That should be consumed right now. That should be all ashes. Why is it still burning? Yeah. Right. 
So he, amen, makes his way to the front of that burning bush. And then all of a sudden, the Lord speaks to him. Moses. I wonder what his voice sounded like. I don't think it was booming. called him Moses. Moses. Let me tell you something. God knows your name. That's right. Amen. Amen. God knows who you are. Amen. Amen. He knows everything about you. Whether you realize it or not, He knows you better than you know yourself. Amen. He knows every intricate detail. He knows everything that you're going through right now. Praise God. That's good to know, isn't it? Yes. Because if he knows that much about you, he can help you better than you can help yourself. Yes. Amen. So, so here's, here's a humbling experience. I always remember this. Boulder, Colorado. Calvary Pentecostal Church. Brother Larry Smith preaching. We got invited to go to that revival service, so reluctantly we agreed to go, and there I was, sitting way in the back. We got there. Of course, the worship service began, and then the ministry of the Word. There I was, just like everybody else. I was fidgety, I was nervous. I was in a place that I was not used to being in. I wasn't comfortable because it wasn't my my environment. It was a different environment. Didn't even recognize what was going on. Just concerned about, amen, trying to get out of there as quick as I could. Amen. But when the word started to come out, it grabbed my attention. And I began to listen to everything he was saying. It was like, amen, like she said the other morning, he's talking about me. He knows everything about my person. Amen. And I looked at my wife and I said, you didn't tell him everything about me, didn't you? She said, no, I didn't. But that's the way God moves. Because you know what? God wants to get your attention. How could he get your attention? Yes. Amen. That's right. That's right. So when he reaches out and when he speaks to you through his word, make no mistake about it. God knows what he's talking about. So there I was sitting there just all under conviction and amen. I finally got past my impatience and my frustration and my anger and I really began to hear the word of God and I looked over at my wife and they gave the altar call. I said, I'm going up there. I'm going to go up there. So I went up there, didn't know what to do, didn't know how to pray, walked up to the altar. And I remember I went to the side that all the men were standing. And I walked over there and I just stood there, stood there not knowing what to do. And then I seen everybody else begin to pray. They began to lift their hands. So I thought to myself, well, if that's what I'm supposed to do, then I'm going to lift my hands. So I began to lift my hands and all of a sudden I felt it touch my hands. It was like somebody poured some hot water on my hands and I felt it come down the palm of my hands, down my arms. Amen. I opened up my eyes. I said, what is that? 
Amen. The brother that was standing said, what? What's the matter? I said, I felt something. I felt something touch me. Let me tell you something. How many can feel God touching you right now? How many of you can feel the intervention of the Holy Ghost in your life right now? Life-changing experience. After I felt the, the Holy Ghost, I, I didn't know what it was. I said to myself, amen, is this real? How many of you remember what it was like? Yeah. Amen. Huh? Amen. Let, let me tell you something. Let, let me just, let me tell you something. Everybody's experiencing her. Let me tell you something. You, you probably will agree with me on this. If you don't, then I, mm, I don't know. Praise God. But let me tell you something. Your experience that you had when you first, how many remember when you first felt the Holy Ghost? How many remember the experience, what you felt? Amen. Let me tell you something. Let me describe your experience with God. It wasn't a nominal experience. It was a phenomenal experience. It was an out-of-the-world experience you never, ever had in your life. Praise God. That's what the Lord does. Amen. He wakes us up. He grabs our attention. You know what I mean, because the church we came from, whew, you couldn't even raise your voice. Right. That's right. You couldn't even clap your hands. You couldn't even lift your hands. Nope. Boy, if they all knew Jesus. But here's what happened. Moses had a face-to-face -face experience. Because when this took place, when God got his attention, from that point on, Moses was a different man. Can you imagine? I wonder what Moses thought when the Lord told him to take his sandals off his feet. The reason why I say that, look at the terrain he was in. You just don't walk in, amen, you don't go walking along the mountainside barefoot. But God said, I want you to take your shoes off your feet because the place you're standing on is holy ground. Let me tell you something. That's how delicate this walk is with God. We just can't go walking anywhere we want to walk. Are you listening to me? It just doesn't work that way. But there was a humbling experience. Woo! Man, I'm glad, I'm glad the Lord got a hold of me. Yeah. Just like all of us in this place, we were all heading in the wrong direction. We were going nowhere fast. No direction. Didn't know what our 
destination was. We were just going, following the course of this world. So I'm glad he got our attention. Man, that's what he's doing here today. Praise God in this place. The Lord got your attention. You may have walked in and thought it was going to be a normal Sunday to you. Praise God. But guess what the Lord said? No, not this morning. Amen. I'm going to pour it on them this morning. I'm going to pour my presence on them this morning. A humbling. Yes. Amen. Yes. A humbling. Wants to quiet you down. Wants to quiet you down. All those Things that make you you, your personality. Yes, that's true. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I never used to cuss that much. You know what I mean by cuss? Use those foul words. The only time was if I got really angry or if I had too much to drink. Then I, then I would throw some bad words out there. But my parents were the kind of parents that if you said a bad word, guess what? <laughs> Slapped your mouth. Don't you dare say that. Yeah. So we learned our lesson. Don't you dare. But whenever we were way, way, and of course the only time, like I said, that we did that, try to be just like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Try, to, try to be in with, with the in crowd. Yeah. Try to be just like everybody else. Talk like everybody else. Amen. Jive like everybody else. Use all those worldly slings. Try to be cool. Thank God he came into my life. I remember a couple years ago my daughter Stephanie. She said, Dad, I noticed something about you. So I said, what? You're getting soft, Dad. <laughs> I said, really? She said, yep. You used to really preach hard about sin. It seems like you don't preach as hard as you used to preach. I said, I don't think so. If anybody knows my daughter Stephanie, you know what I mean. Come back at me and say, well, I said, I don't think so. Praise God. Now thought about that. Am I getting soft? I don't think so. I'll still call out sin. And I know there's some people that don't want to come to church because I preach about sin. They don't want to be told what to do. 
Amen. And they want to make it personal and they want to point the finger at me when it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with God. But what's the difference? Guess what? God has humbled me. God has humbled me. Are you listening to me? So I'm not that person I used to be. Praise God. You know why? Because of what he's done in my life. Think about that. There has to be a change in each and every one of us. Yes. That's God's plan. That's his intent. Get rid of get rid of the things that cause us to be obnoxious. <laughs> Boisterous. Loud. It's something. It's something to be able to allow the Holy Ghost to function in your life like that, to work in you, where he could Take out all those imperfections. That's why the Bible called Moses the meekest man. He was humble and he was humble. And all that was going on in that situation there with Mary and Aaron, all that was just brewing up, being stirred up against him. Guess what? Why did the Bible just all of a sudden insert that there? He was really humble. <laughs> he didn't have a comeback. I don't know if any of you will comprehend this, but I'll just throw it on you. Why was it that he was able to maintain his spirit? Well, here was a man that not only seen the burning bush, but here is a man that seen God's backside. Yes, that's right. And here's the man that the Lord revealed his name to him. Yes. Huh? Yes. So in other words, God revealed to him a lot of personal yes. secrets. Yes. But he, he did that for Moses. Yes. So obviously, Moses, through this experience, realized something. The greatness and the majesty and the power yes. of God. Yes. Knowing what God was and is able to do. Yeah. I, I was wondering why the Lord gave this to me, and I, now I think I understand now. I think it come to me because I know some of us 
we get in that place where we uh, we tend to get a little bit uh, overwhelmed with certain things or we're under stress or whatever it is and we we start to feel the weight of that the burden of it and we get kind of uh, you know we're just stretched very thin so we don't know what to do so you know how we respond we respond amen we respond in our flesh we get angry amen and so here's Moses here's Moses all this is being said and he's just standing there I wonder what he's what's going through his mind even though all this was being said and that they're trying to get a rise out of him right? <laughs> what we call pushing buttons how many of you ever had your buttons pushed you know what I mean somebody come up and just get a rise out of you this one and, and can you imagine Moses is standing here all these accusations of, he married an Ethiopian woman huh? if that was even an issue right and here's Moses standing there he's just and in, in my mind I'm thinking he's thinking about what he saw on Mount Sinai this is nothing compared to what's happening here the greatness of God his glory, his majesty, his power, the greatness of God was so overwhelming. Guess what? It humbled him. So obviously, here's the thing. Oh, hold on, hold on to your seats now. Here's the thing. Obviously, Moses didn't really say anything as of yet. And when all this was being, was being said, here comes the Lord on the scene. He said, Moses, I want you to grab Aaron and Miriam. Meet right. me at the tabernacle right now. Right. Yeah. Huh? Yep. Yeah. Huh? Then he goes on to say, hey, if I call the prophet, I will speak to that prophet through visions and dreams and, and, to, and through my word. Yep. Right. Yeah. That's right. In other words, I will back them up. Amen. And here's Moses just standing there, still in quietness. Right. And the Lord says, Because you have done this, Miriam. Right. Struck her with leprosy right. for seven days. Yeah. Miriam, this is your punishment for speaking against Moses. Are you listening to me? What am I trying to say? Hold your peace. God has your back. Whatever you're going through, don't get old. Even frustrated and stressed let God take care of it for you. trying to be kind huh? be generous be merciful then we just get it thrown back in our face Ooh. I know brother dad wanted to go over there and just sister Walker gave him a word of wisdom ah, 
Let it alone. Let the Lord handle it. Yeah. <laughs> you know why? Uh, yeah. Devil doesn't want God to have his way. No. When the devil said, you know, when the Lord said, hey, you're going to have the whole, the whole yeah. facility. Yeah. 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 That, that was the word of God. He even showed the man of God. He described the building. Right. Described all of it. Right. And he said, Brother Marshall, you're not just going to have that one half. You're going to have all of it. Right. So I know if God spoke that, that's God's will. Yeah. But guess what? The devil wants to try us. Yeah. Yeah. So he's doing all of this to stir up some kind of commotion. And thank God for Sister Walker. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, this kind of gets me because there's some people. They're 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 uh, how would I say? They're well-known people in the community, and they know they know who I am. I know who they are. Once in a while, I'll be passing by them. Sometimes, a lot of times, I see some of my professors in the Walmart. And then down the street sometimes, taking care of business, I'll pass by some certain ones. And every time I come upon, I don't really pay a lot of attention to who I'm walking up to, but every once in a while, I look up and there they are. And I go, all against yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. <laughs> One time I said, Good morning! <laughs> uh, I had to stop and I had to go. Wow. We don't say Huh? Remember now, I've testified this a thousand times. I've got Si Chung Hu blood. There you go. There you go. You know what that means? Sometimes that tries to get a hold of me, I just want to Akishan. I want to count cool. All of a sudden, the behave, boy. I'll take care of it. Hold your peace. I'm going to fight your battles. Huh? Why? God wants us to be humble. God wants us to be humble. Are you listening to me? Don't get yourself all worked up. You know why? God wants us to enjoy his peace. His love. His joy. So you think about that. Now you understand? Now you comprehend what God what God wants us to be. 
My, my, my. You think about that. People have a lot of problems with humility. Humility. Being humble. Seems like that's something that's difficult for us to Amen. Practice to walk in. But guess what? God wants us to understand. If we are walking in the Spirit, if we are filled with the Spirit, if the Spirit of God is working in us, you know what it's going to do? Of course, he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Gentleness, meekness, goodness. We can, we can go on and we can go on, but praise God, we know what, amen, what he's saying and amen, how much that you and I are supposed to basically humble ourselves and walk with him in that, in that manner. Praise God, because that's what he wants us to do. Praise the Lord. So you think about it. Humility is not weakness. That's right. I don't care what anybody says. Today's world, amen, looks like everybody wants to be able to somehow exercise their liberty and their power. To be able to have power, not just over themselves, but to have power over anybody else. So that's what they're being taught, to exert oneself. Praise God. To be that way. Amen. But God wants us to be the exact opposite. He doesn't walk want us walking in that state of mind, in that state of being, even in that spirit. He wants us to walk humbly. Yes. Amen. That's right. That's right. Did you know this? <laughs> You're not strong when you exert yourself. Amen. You know what I mean? Yep. Amen. When you react to a situation, whatever it may be, you're not strong when you exert yourself in a way that force is brought out. That's not power. Power is one you can keep yourself. Amen. That's right. When you can have the strength not to do anything. That's power. When you can have the strength just to silence yourself. Amen. The world sees it in a different light. So if we are people that are going to have power, true power. You know what the Bible says? Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. In other words, we're to walk before him, amen, in humility. We're to be submitting ourselves to him in humility. And there's going to be a day that God is going to exalt us. Amen. That's right. Amen. Woo. 
Praise God. Amen. So, you think about this, you think about what the Lord is speaking to us this afternoon. Because I know there's probably someone here, praise God, that, amen, you may be going through certain things right now. Amen. Anybody can have a temper. But not everybody can have meekness. I'm getting older now, and uh, I enjoy my my peace and quiet. And I'm not just saying in the sense of my environment that's around me. I'm talking about what God's doing in me in the Holy Ghost. That peace of God, that Bible says, that passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in the love of Christ Jesus. So when we're there, guess what's going to happen? God is going to be able to retain us. The word says this in Micah 6, and I'm getting ready to close. Micah 6, verse number 8. He has showed thee Oh man, what is good? And what the Lord and and what doth the Lord require of thee? He said, Do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. Saints, it's, it's all up to you and I. Let God Amen Keep you We will have peace if our minds are stayed upon the Lord And as the psalmist said Great peace have they that love my law Nothing shall offend them Come to that point where we just get that close to God. Get that close to God. We can understand. So why should we be upset? Why should we be mad? Let's all stand. Thank you for your attention and thank you for your patience. I want to work the Lord to work in me. I want the Lord to work in me. I want the Lord to sustain me. Keep me. As well as you and whatever it is that some of you may be going through right now, experiencing whatever it may be. Just lean upon the Lord. Wait on him. And the Lord will, amen, intervene and the Lord will take care. Don't be anxious. Don't be in a hurry.
Amen. Don't be impulsive. Just let the peace of God be upon you and in you. And just be humble. Be humble. Let God bless you in that way. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. We're going to open up the altar. Anybody that wants to come and to pray, to talk to the Lord, whatever it may be, whatever your need is, I believe God will be able to minister to meet that need. So come up. Come up because you know God will do so. You have faith in God. We're going to do that. So we're going to open up the altar.